What's going on, everybody? This is the official first episode of the C-Stream podcast. Last episode was more of a trailer, uh, but this is the real deal. We have real topic, a real topic today. We're going to dive into real things. Uh, it's going to be fun. And what's going to be even more fun is today I have a very, very special guest with me. Would this very special guest like to introduce themselves? Yes, my name is Cole, <coughs> roommate, and um, yeah. That's all you really here. need to know. That's all, that's all you need to know. He's Cole, he's my roommate. He listens to Classic Rock, which is the topic of today. Uh, it's Classic Rock Talk Day for the week. Uh, I'll probably do this once a week. Uh, maybe Cole will be here every time, maybe he won't. Maybe we'll have a bunch of different people, who knows. Um, but this will probably be a once a week thing. I'll probably do, just like today, uh, three albums that we're going to go over. It'll probably be around 30 minutes long, so... On your way to get coffee, on your way out from getting coffee, going to work, have a listen. Or um, like me, sitting in class. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> listen while you're in class. <laughs> but let's get right into it. The first album we're going to start with, we're going to go all the way back to 1978, and we're going to start with Boston's Don't Look Back. Now, uh, some of you might already know this. Uh, this is not their first album. This is actually their second album. Obviously, Boston was their first album. Um, but I chose to do this one this time because I just recent listened to it recently. It was the one I listened to most recently, and so it's fresh in my mind. Um, anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, it's a, uh, very, another very good album. Um, <clears throat> their debut album was the one that exploded them into the atmosphere, and then this one's also pretty good. I think this one's really overlooked. But I still think it's a terrific album either way. I agree that it's very overlooked. I didn't even hardly know about this album until just recently. I thought The Third Stage was their second album. Uh, but obviously that, 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 wouldn't make, that wouldn't really make much sense. But that is what I thought. Because obviously, like Cole said, this one is just... It's, it's very overlooked. Mm. And I think the impressive thing to me... Uh, is that the, it took them just two years after their release of Boston to get this one out there. Uh, obviously only eight songs on this track. We'll go over those in a second. But it's basically common knowledge now <clears throat> that Tom Skull's lead producer wasn't exactly uh, wasn't exactly pleased that there was only a two-year uh, runtime. Like, yeah. he, he prefers to take, take his time, put put everything in to to these songs if he if it was his choice it would have taken him eight years and he would have spent one year on each of these songs with the uh <coughs> with their debut Scholes had um he had songs dating back to i think about 1969 and he had worked on them ever up until 1976 when that album was released and epic really first off Record labels gotta love when they push their artists to do things they don't want to do. Yeah. And um, this album was, in Tom's mind, prematurely released. It Because Epic did not like the fact that their debut was in Tom's basement. And not in a studio like they initially wanted. And so they are like, yeah, we're going to monitor you guys. And so this happened and... You know, again, still a great album. It's just, you know, not exactly the way Shoals wanted it to turn out, but... Which is really upsetting. Obviously, you want you want your album to turn out the way you want it to turn out. You don't want some record label to come and tell you how to how to write your music, how to how to sing your songs. And especially with the first time when you did it, it became one of the highest-selling yeah. debuts of all time. So just do it again. Why are you trying to... He He's obviously amazing. Why are you trying to straddle him with these like restrictions yeah and you know him being a perfectionist like he is he had a very hard time doing it in two years and when it was released he was actually pretty disappointed in the release of it and he thought it was an okay album it wasn't up to what he thought it would be but yeah he uh he he, he wasn't up to his standards he had higher standards than than everybody else in the world around him uh, but he was like a businessman too. Like he was a super yeah. perfectionist. Like, <clears throat> but we'll get into the song list real quick for those of you who don't know. 
Uh, song list from top to bottom. Uh, I actually don't know. Is there two sides to this? Yes. There's, this is, um, I want to say Feeling Satisfied is where the second part, or is where the B-side is. I don't okay. remember that for sure, but... Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go with that. So, A-side is Don't Look Back, The Journey, It's Easy, and A Man I'll Never Be. And then the B-side is Feeling Satisfied, Party, uh, Used to Bad News, and Don't Be Afraid. Yes, and this album... It follows loosely a, like it's connected loosely through different themes. It's about a guy who wants to get in. If I remember right, it's about a guy who wants to like ask a girl out or something. I, I think to start, it's it's uh, it's him wanting to like. I think that's more the B side of the album. I think the first side is him breaking away from. With especially, like, Don't Look Back, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's him breaking away from something. Could be a relationship, I I don't remember exactly. It's up to interpretation, is yeah. what I would say. Um, and then, obviously, especially with The Journey, just, that that's an amazing uh, in- instrumental. Yeah, it's and a great connector. It's, it's different, we'll get into our second album in a bit, but there's an instrumental in the second album that we're going to talk about as well. But this one, the way this one does it is it's it, it connects Don't Look Back to It's Easy. It's like a transition period. Like he, it, This is the part of the movie where there's a montage of somebody walking, like getting through a forest or uh, walking through like from point A to point B in a city. Like this, this is just, this is a perfect instrumental to connect two ideas. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's one thing Boston did really well is they did, they knew how to connect their album or their songs very well and i just i appreciate a lot of the songs on this album for that even though journey is the only instrumental on this album they would explore that theme more in um the third stage released in 86 and there would be a lot more of that yeah and if if that's your sort of cup of tea definitely give third stage a listen Mm -hmm. because they really explore that even more um I think uh, uh, a man I'll never be is a great uh, a great way to end side A if that's the end of side A. It's it's an, uh, an amazing song. It's basically you know and it's easy. It's easy. He's talking about it's he's he's more living day to day kind of. Um, mm-hmm. That he's not really setting restrictions on side. He's living like, kind of like a child. Children just live day by day they don't worry about i gotta pay rent in a week i gotta go get like obviously like they don't worry about these things and they enjoy that you enjoy your life as a child and this and it's easy he's saying it's easy to just live my life day by day there's nothing going wrong and then in a man i'll never be he it completely switches it's a more somber tone and it's like to me it's it's like a realization yeah it's like a that's perfect yeah it's like a wow, like just kind of the truth setting in on him a little bit, I think. Yeah. And he, he, he realizes the, yeah, just as you said, realization, he realizes he can't be, he can't be somebody that takes it. He can't be a child forever. You know, he, in Don't Look Back, he broke away. He wanted to be, he wanted to be younger and it's easy. He was this younger version of himself. And then in A Man I'll Never Be, he's like, this younger version of myself is just, it's never attainable. Uh, it's it's something I can never. It's it's not reasonable to reach that. You know, I gotta move on. And he, I think he, it's the the lyrics kind of do say something like I'm. I'm. It's easy taking it day by. Well, that's easy, but that it's easy taking it day by day, and then a man I'll never be. It's like, or it was harder. It's uh. So hard to be uh. Uh. Or it's so easy to be kind, or something. It's something along those yeah. lines, and it's. It's so hard to be up kind. Yes. Yes. So easy just to say that everything will will be will. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank on him, but I'm drawing yeah. But that kind of reminds me of the tone that Boston has, and the reason I had mentioned this is this is one of the reasons I like Boston so much is Boston up until their 1994 album Walk On used analog technology when they were recording if you look on the sleeves of their album it says no computers or synths used it was 
And I think that really gives their music a warm tone. And especially on these songs, like I love the organ part in A Man I'll Never Be. I always love, I'm a sucker for an organ and a rock song. Um, and it just, it makes those riffs that Shoals plays sound really warm and like welcoming. Yes. And the, the, I noticed the lack of synth when I was uh, researching their, uh, their, their band members. There was nobody, there was no synth. There was nope. no synth player. And I wondered about that. And when I, you know, I re-listened to the tracks and realized that there was no synth. Like, they just, and you were right. I, I agree that that feeling is, it's such a warm feeling and it's, uh, it's amazing how they were able to perform like that. Which that's, it's also cool with this album because this was the first album that all the band members actually had a say in what was going on. Because before it was just Shoals in his basement with, Siv Hashian on the drums and Brad Delp on vocals. You know, Barry Goudreau and uh, Fran Sheehan weren't there because Tom just did all those by himself. But I think with them in there, it added more flavor, I think, to it. Which, don't get me wrong, their first album's great, but this is the one where, is, you know, I think people were expecting a huge, like, step up. And you can't really expect that, but I think the different flavors in this one are very clean, and I like them a lot. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing else for that. I mean, that's that's well said. These, I was gonna say, Brad Delp, I, he was made for for oh, this for this team. Hundred percent. Just such a great lead vocalist. In my opinion, best rock vocalist of all time. That's. Pretty hot take, I'm assuming, considering there's <laughs> Freddie Mercury and yeah. stuff. But you know what? I don't but, care. I yeah. I could listen to that man sing for, for it's it as long as so I can fucking natural. live. Yeah, it, it comes so natural to him. It's it's just amazing. Which it's funny because I remember hearing an interview. I want to say they were talking about the vocalist on Walk On, which was Fran uh, Cosmo, and Brad Delp was saying like, yeah. He does it with ease, but I kind of... Or no, Frank Cosmo yeah. was talking about Brad Delp saying, you know, I can do it with ease, but Brad Delp really put work into hitting those highs. And you can definitely tell. You I mean, can tell. Yeah, you can tell. Just absolutely angelic rock voice. It's it's amazing. I, I don't know. I, I, there are no words in my head that I could use to describe he's, it. He's one of those singers where I guarantee you if you put his voice on, someone... They won't necessarily know him, but they won't think it's someone else. Yeah, you. Yeah, I agree with that. His voice is, that it stands out so well. Yeah, not everybody knows Boston, but if but they might know other genres or other classic rock bands. And if you gave them his voice, they would be like, "That's not anybody I know. That's some that guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never heard it. I would remember 100%. that. I would remember that name." Uh, but we kind of we skipped over B side a little bit, but. Feeling Satisfied, obviously a great song. That was another top 100, I think. Yep. Along with uh, Don't Look Back in the Man I'll Never Be. I think those were the three top 100 songs. And I know on Spotify, the only song that appears in there, like, you know, when you click on an artist on Spotify, it's like uh, top that, five. Top, yeah, yeah. The only song that appears up there is Don't Look Back, which I think is a bit sad to me. Yeah. Because Party is another one of those songs. I love the very calm guitar in the beginning of that song yes and then it just smashes into that riff it's it's that that song i was initially i was initially down on that song but when you re-listen to that intro i because i was down on the song because i was like this kind of they kind of this feels a little uninspired like the lyrics Mm -hmm. but but when i but the instruments really carried it (laughs) really the instruments really brought me back and that intro with that riff coming in there's a reason why it's one of my alarms (laughs) (laughs) it's that calm music then just (laughs) awesome uh shout out to don't be afraid as well there's a lot of backup vocals in that song yes there is a lot of backup vocals um but it's i uh i enjoy that song and it really made me want to go back and re-listen to it i was like was there this much backup vocals in the, in the previous seven but not really no they kind of just they went in with them uh on that last one but i liked it you know uh uh 
uh, Brad Delp's a great singer, obviously. We just praise him to hell. But this, but the backup vocals for Don't Be Afraid are amazing as well. Incredible, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you were mentioning you want to go back and listen to it, and it says Don't Look Back. But... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the backup vocals were done by the other members of the band. I'm pretty sure it was... Yeah. It was definitely Barry Gaudreau and someone else, and then Tom Scholz. I would assume, yeah. Um, but again... Because just... I've actually... I've listened to some... I have Barry Gaudreau's um, debut single... Or not single, but... His album after he was... He left Boston. He left, yeah. And you can definitely tell his voice is in that mix, and he also has a pretty good voice. And yeah, yeah. He's it's a really good rhythm guitarist, too. Pretty good guitarist overall in general, actually. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's as much as we can praise. Don't look back. Go listen to it. Go listen to this this album. It is uh, def just definitely so uh, underrated. I never the reason why I never you know heard about this. Nobody ever talked about it. No. And you know I'd hear a song from I, I've heard I'd heard a man I'll never be before. I'd, I'd heard Don't Look Back before. You know on the on the stereo or you know whatever when you're like when you're younger. I'd heard the songs before, but I never, you know, yeah, I never cared where they were from. And then when I got old enough, I was like, okay, I want to care where these songs are from. I nobody, I nobody knew it was "Don't Look Back." And every time I'd talk to people about Boston, they would always say, "Oh, the Boston, the first original album." So more than amazing. a feeling. So yeah, more than a feeling, guys. More than a feeling. Which, <laughs> which is great. That's yeah, it's, it's great. It's an it's awesome great. song, but but there's other. There's other songs you should listen to rather than their most popular. Yes, the most popular song, while it while most popular songs are always great, and we'll get into that later as well. Uh, there, that you you should really listen to the whole album because again, there are I think there are greater songs. My t the title song, for, I try to make my favorite song. I I am I am basically on a mission to make my favorite song not the title track. Yeah. Because that's such such easy bait. It's like. Title is you title is one thing you go listen to that song it's gonna be the most popular song you think um, and I've I've done that with albums before where I'll like for example we were just talking about well not really talking but I was showing you that riff from Nielsen Schmielsen yeah I heard that riff on a video of a guy playing a Fender precision bass I was like oh I'll go listen to that song and you know it's one of those songs where I was like oh well it isn't pretty all right song actually i might go listen to the rest of the album and i think when people do that with title i think the whole point of a title track is that but i think nowadays specifically people don't pay attention to that i think it's they go oh listen to one song and then they switch it yeah because i think the whole idea back then was you know you had a record and you put the record on you play it and you listen to the whole a side then you flip in B-side. Exactly. It's the point of the record. You, they, they put four songs on there for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they want you to listen to everything. The title track is to grab your attention, but you still gotta... The, the cover of a book is to grab your attention. You still gotta read its pages. Yeah. So... You can't just judge something by its... Yeah. It's... Whether it's a title track, whether it's a... The art on the front of a book, whether it's, you know, just a preview for a movie. Like, yeah. You gotta... You have to actually listen to it. you have to actually watch it you have to actually read it mm -hmm. um which is something that's really lost on people nowadays 100 it's not lost on us and we can brag about that yeah so uh with that that's boston for you we're gonna move on uh we're gonna move three years into the future oh yeah into 1981 take a guess take a thought what do you think it's gonna be what do you think we're thinking about what band do we want I'll say that they're not a North American band. No. Nope. Well, they well, are, they North, are American. North American. They're not, they're not United the States. US. They're not from the U.S. Uh, they are North American. They've been around before, well, before, not really before Boston, but yeah, before their debut was before, released. Yeah. Um, but, okay, we've left you in suspense. It's Rush. It's Rush's Moving Pictures. Yes, they're... 1981. They're huge smash-through. Pretty oh, much is what... The, yeah. It shot to number one in Canada, shot to number two or three in the U.S. In I don't fact, I don't think it actually hit number one. Yeah, I don't think it did, but it's... 
But that this was their breakthrough. Yes, this you know. They um they had a little bit of ba- like breakthroughs before like they uh oh, oh their debut people thought they were Led Zeppelin like <laughs> yeah which is crazy they after the failure of Caress of Steel they recorded the rock epic twenty one twelve and kind of smashed back through. Moving pictures also kind of, or not moving pictures. Permanent waves <laughs> also kind of did this. That this was that was their previous album, right? Yes, this was yeah. that was their nineteen eighty album. But this album specifically just made everyone know who Rush was. Yeah. Whether you were, you know, a high school dude, whether you were a father, you knew who Rush was at this point because the first track in particular, Tom Sawyer, just blew up. Oh yeah. When you when 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 people talk about moving pictures, they talk about Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, first track, uh, it's it's it, you, if if when you when you talk to people about about Rush, there if in, even people who don't know a lot about uh, classic rock, they they'll they'll connect the dots. Tom Sawyer, Rush, just uh, it, that just an incredible incredible opening opening track. Which um, that reminds me of. Uh, I was pretty sad when. Neil Peart passed. Passed, yeah. Because I yeah. that meant to me I'd never get to see Rush ever again. Oh, yeah. I saw them once in their R40 tour, and that was pretty fucking epic. I Very vague memories of it, just because I was pretty young. I shouldn't Which, say I was young, but I just, you know, it was before I was super into Rush. Which my dad brought me, and I was like, oh. Which goes along with the joke of only males being Rush fans. <laughs> But yeah, but but nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, uh, their label was Anthem, which was I, I don't know if we mentioned uh, to anybody who doesn't know, but Epic I don't know if we said that Epic was the label for uh, oh yeah, don't for back, Boston, yeah, for yeah. Don't back. Uh, Epic was their label, uh, Anthem mm-hmm. was for Rush, and um, this may be going out on a limb here, but I'm pretty sure Anthem is was made specifically for rush because the first track on their god i want to say this was a 1975 album it's my favorite rush album it's fly by night the first track on that album is anthem and it's a pretty ridiculous track actually but i love it and um i think that's why that's called anthem because i don't think it was before because when their debut came out they were on uh, I want to say it was Mercury or something like that. It was, it was just your stereotypical like break like get it break the mold yeah record um, company. But I was gonna ask you because I I'd never heard of Anthem. I was gonna ask you if you knew anything about them, and clearly you do. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. They they the record label was made specifically for a band. Mm-hmm. And there's, I know there's been a couple instances of that. I can't recall them right now for some reason (laughs) that's fine but there's been a couple instances where bands you know record a debut and they're like well for example zeppelin they they're on swan song which i'm pretty sure was founded by them yep but um yeah it's pretty cool that rush got their own and honestly from what i've heard about these guys they deserve every bit of credit they they get yeah like, they just, they're not only fantastic musicians, but they are also just, from what I've seen, very good people overall. Just loved by everyone they meet. Um, yeah, only th- only three, they were a trio for, they're just a trio, right? Yeah. Just three of them. And create, Getty Lee not only has the worst job in a band, he sings, he covers... Neil's ridiculous drumming with his bass lines and he plays the synth with his foot. Yeah. Which is I, pretty, I was mention that. That's pretty awesome. Insane. And insane that is. Imagine playing playing doing anything with your feet. Doing anything besides Rush, walking. Rush to me is one of those bands like Boston where you know like Led Zeppelin. I got into Led Zeppelin because I really liked their I really like John Paul Jones' bass lines. You know, there's some bands where I get into them because there's a specific thing about them that I like. 
Rush is everything. Like, I could not name a thing I don't like about Rush. Um, it's just, you know, fantastic. But, you know, everyone's done the air drum solo on Tom Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just phenomenal. Uh, in case you don't know, we have a song list for you. Uh, side one is Tom Sawyer, Red Barquetta, YYZ, and Limelight. And then side two is The Camera Eye, uh, Witch Hunt, and Vital Signs. Yes. Uh, the, the Camera Eye was their last... Uh, their last long track, right? If I remember right, yes, it's like ten. It's ten minutes, ten eleven, somewhere around somewhere, there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but I don't I don't think they made another long track after that. <clears throat> yeah. Um. And. Uh, it's funny because they also mentioned uh, mentioned something in the limelight about being caught in the camera. And eye. Caught, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I I noticed that when I was listening to it, and I thought I was listening to the camera. <laughs> yeah. So. Red Barchetta is also a really good song. I remember there's a bar in downtown GI where we were eating one day, and I heard this, like, a song, very familiar-sounding song come over, like, the, I don't know, speaker Speaker system in there. And I was like, man, this song sounds very familiar. And um, you start singing, and I was like, oh, it's Rush. (laughs) But it's one of those songs where it's, I don't necessarily listen to the lyrics, which I probably should, but it just has like a tone that I can recognize right off the bat. Uh, this uh, this this uh, album also has uh, an instrumental song in YYZ. Yes, I was uh, was making a joke at work because I had a uh, fly swatter, and when I was Neil plays a uh, I can't think of their little chime things in the beginning yes yes i was thwacking the this metal cart we have at work with the (laughs) fly swatter with the plastic fly swatter and it was making the exact same noise somehow (laughs) that was in your head and no it it sounded so and i was like so one of the dudes i work with thinks rush is overrated and i was like i sent him a couple rush songs yyz was one of them and i'm like hey ronnie come here and I started doing like the, the thing on there. And he's like, "Man, I hate you." <laughs> he just walked off. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, another um, baseline that whenever I listen to, it, I just cannot get it out of my head. And same with Tom Sawyer. In Tom Sawyer, there's a particular part where the synth goes away a little bit, and then the bass. The bass takes over where the synth was. It's during Alex Lifeson's guitar solo. And it is just ridiculous. Like, it's so good. But, yeah. And same with YYZ. That opening riff with that is so great. It's, yeah. It cuts right through that, whatever you, that chimes or whatever. Is yeah, it just cuts it right through Cuts them off and just goes right into it. Um, uh, I didn't know... I, I didn't know uh, in Witch Hunt, uh, they recorded the voices. Because there's weird, uh, uh, like, faint... Like background whisper voices. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in Witch Hunt. <laughs> and they recorded that part outside, outside the studio, in below zero temperature. I want to say they were up in, like, Montreal in the Yeah, winter. they were in the Canada in the winter. Which was... Sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. And... I don't know. Which I don't know if you've seen the videos for these, but I really want to go to that studio. That studio that looks studio? so nice. It's like a. I don't know if it still looks the same. It probably doesn't, but it's like a uh, cabin. Wasn't it called the mansion? It was something like that. Yeah, I think it was called the mansion. But actually. in the beginning of Limelight, there's a uh, the video. There's a pic, there's like a a dog, and when the when like the riff starts going, the dog runs off, and you can see across the lake or like the. I can't remember if it's a lake or just a bunch of snow. There's that big window where the drum kit is. I was like, man, that place looks so, so nice. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's a lot about Rush. Uh, again, please give this album a listen. Uh, give their other albums a yes. listen. Rush, yeah, incredible. Rush yeah, will incredible band. blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. They uh, have some pretty... If 
you want to try to learn their songs. I don't think their guitar, to learn their guitar is as bad. Bass, you're probably going to need to work on your bass skills and drumming especially. Neil Peart is, was a monster. Still is a monster. Yeah. I, every time I listen to one of, one track he was involved in, I'm just like, how in the hell did he do that? Did, yeah. And he did it till he was like, God, I mean, like his 60s or 70s, or maybe not 70s, but like 60s, early 70s. Like, played his ass off. And, and incredible. And incredible. All three of them. Uh, Alex Lifeson, Getty Lee, Neil Peart. Remember those names. Yes. Get used to them. Go listen to their stuff. Yes, 100%. Incredible. Um, but on to album number three. We're going to take you out of classic rock of the late 70s and early 80s. And we're going to slam you right into the early 2000s. Get out of that classic rock mindset and put yourself in a funk rock attitude. Funk rock attitude around the early to mid 2000s. What? Who could it be? Who could it be? Where I'll, give, I'll be even more specific. May of 2006. I'll give you a little time to think about it. I'll even tell you their label. Their label was Warner Brothers, which I don't, know, I don't know if that how much that helps. One of their members is a bug. <laughs> oh, yes, one of their members is a bug. A uh, very small, annoying bug. Uh, but it's Stadium Arcadium by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I don't know nearly as much about <clears throat> these uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers as I did about Boston or Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just recently listened to Stadium Arcadium, uh, like as of last week, and uh, I listened to it again uh, just recently. Um, but I thought it, it's it's it, it was so much more different than the classic rock that I normally listen to, and it this is what you're gonna get out of the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. It's it's this is right, just perfect, right in the middle of the time, <clears throat> perfect time period uh, for this style of music. Uh, if you want to listen to funk rock, uh, this is your time frame. Hundred percent. Early two thousands, late nineties, maybe even um, mid two thousands as well. This is what you want to listen Honestly, to. Honestly, Chili Peppers in general. Just that's listen, what you want to listen. Yeah, to. just take Chili Peppers because they they were cranking out albums too. They did a cover of Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder. And I didn't know that. Yes, ridiculous track. It's. <laughs> It starts off with Flea playing a slap uh, pluck bass part. So good. It's such a powerful sounding song. I love it. Um, but we will, uh, I'll give you, uh, this 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 track, or this album I should say, not track, uh, has 28 songs. Um, this this might be common knowledge by now, uh, but this, this album was originally planned to be three different albums. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to release six months apart from each other. They were going to release one, and then wait six months, release another, and then wait six months, and release another one. Um, but that didn't end up turning out, and so they made two... They made... I think they were going to make two albums, but then they just condensed it into one, and then had an A-side and a B-side, each with 14 songs. Which is Ridiculous. insane. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. These guys cranked out music. Which... And, you know, when I was looking at this, I was like, oh, well, I knew this was a longer album. I thought it would have been something more like The Wall, where it was, you know, it was it's a long album, but this is a whole other kind of monster. This is uh, insane. We're not going to go over all of these, all of these songs, but really quick, let's start with the first half. We'll get to the second half. Um, we'll start with the first half. On A side, we have Danny California. Snow, Charlie, Stadium Arcadium, Hump the Bump, She's Only 18, Slow Cheetah, Torture Me, Strip My Mind, Especially in Michigan, Warlocks, Come On Girl, Wet Sand, and Hay. <laughs> now, if you can't tell by the titles of the tracks alone that this is a funk rock uh, yeah. uh, album, uh, you should listen to different music. Um, but... Let's let's start off at the top. Danny California. Who doesn't who doesn't know Danny California? Uh, that's a, an incredible way to start. Very very well known song. And I was when I listened to it again, I could not get um, the part where he says "Rest in peace, 
to California out of my head. It's just it's the way he said it is just stuck in my head. It's so good. It's so good. Um. Uh, and then a lot of people. Uh, uh, snow is also very popular. You might not actually know. Uh, when I say snow, you might be thinking that I don't know what that song is. You do. You do know what that song is. If I played it for you right now, you'd know what the song is. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great song. Uh, it's they start so hot uh, with Danny California Snow Charlie, which was a uh, was that a fan made? There was a fan made song or maybe a fan made video for a song. I think it might be a fan made video. I think it's yeah. I think it's a fan made video, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's for Charlie. Charlie's a crazy song. Uh, yeah, Charlie's a crazy song. Nuts. Uh, Stadium Arcadium, back to the more relaxed stuff. Uh, again, the title song. Title track. And originally, this this album did get me with the title track. Uh, title track, uh, what should I call it? Trick. Where I, th- I was like, damn, Stadium Arc- Arcadium's best song on here. Um, but uh, I have refined I have refined my tastes. Um, Hump to Bump, another insane song. Uh, mm-hmm. and similar to Charlie, just what the, what the hell am I really, listening to? Really funky title sound just overall um i think this a side i think the a side actually gets better uh it's better on the ends than it is in the yes when yeah i agree um from hump to bump down to like the strip my mind those are those can be a little bit forgettable especially because there's 28 songs it's hard to remember 28 songs on one album yeah 100 percent uh which which this album will suffer from Especially when you you know you have some duds in the middle, uh, those those were largely forgettable. Although uh, Slow Cheetah I think is pretty good, um, but especially in Michigan uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warlocks I didn't like originally. Uh, I had I have to listen to it uh, it again. I kind of like Warlocks, but I, I listened to it twice and the second time really it really got me. I like uh, Hey is really good. Yeah, it's hey, it's Hey is really good. Awesome um, track. And, and that's another one where you might not know uh, from the title, but uh, when you but listen you, to it, you, you know it. You know it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this 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 A side is better on the ends than it is in the middle. Yeah, it gets it gets a little weak in the middle, but again, as you're saying, that's expected when your A side has 14 songs. <laughs> that is the A side, people. That is just one half, which is insane half. to me, but. Um. And in general, we'll we'll start. We'll get to the B side now. Um, but in general, I do think the A side is a little bit better than the B side. I do too, and I think that's that's something every band. There's not very many bands that have done the you know A side's awesome and the B side's awesome. Yeah. But you know, I, I it's still a pretty good B side. I feel that I, f- I feel that way with with all of the albums we've talked about so far. I think. Um, yeah. I think. If if you gave me there obviously all these albums are great, um, but if you gave me the first uh, if if I had to choose like if I was splitting an album in half I would choose the A side for both Rush as uh, Moving Pictures and Don't Look Back. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think uh, I, I, A sides are really hard hitters, uh, really good songs on the A side. Yeah, they're and like one one of the only albums I can. I hate going back to Boston, but their debut, <laughs> one of the only albums I think of that has ever done that so well was, was Boston's Boston. debut. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so hard to create something that is very, very good all the way through. And you see that nowadays, especially with modern pop artists, where you get one song that blows up. You get one, they, they, they make an album with 10, 12 songs in it. 14 songs, whatever. Mm-hmm. They make an album, they get one hit. They, they are making an album to, to find one hit that creates a single, which then blows up. They get popular. That they that artist is known for that song. And they are they use the rest as fillers. You know, yeah. maybe they'll get famous, maybe they won't, who cares? Who, I have yeah. the one song that will... That will reach me to stardom. It doesn't. But here, when you're getting back into these classic rock, or the... Uh, funk rock now with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, that's not how they. That's not why they wrote songs. <laughs> this is not. They didn't write a write an album with twenty songs. They, Red Hot Chili Peppers did not write this twenty eight song <laughs> album. 
for to try and get one of them to hit. That's not why they did that. No. They they did this because they're insane and they just have they just had a bunch of ideas and put them all in a song format. And I've got to say, you created 28 tracks in one album and they're all they obviously all have their 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 same instruments, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they, you, how can you make them all sound so unique? Yeah, hundred percent. It's I I just it's amazing to me actually. It's just a, you know it's impressive when someone does it on like a, a eight eight track album. Yeah. But to do that on an album so huge. In terms of size, it's it's pretty it it shows how much they not only put into their work, but it also shows their versatility. Yeah. And <laughs> I also admire that about this album too. Is just not one track sounds the same. Yeah, yeah, and they they go in kind of crazy. They they're not. Uh consistent with their upbeat or their or somber and their their types of songs that they create in this album are completely just always different and i am actually going to uh put an example on here i'm gonna play a track for you guys uh, on the b-side although let me give you the list for the b-side uh desecration smile which made uh, which was another which became a single after this mm-hmm. uh tell me baby Another song that you're like, I've never heard of that. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yeah. Um, Hard to concentrate. Twenty first century. I think that's a super underrated song on this uh, on this album. Uh, she looks to me, ready made. If which is a song I will be playing. It's about two minutes, minute forty five, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, Make you feel better. Uh, Animal bar. So much I. Uh, Storm in a teacup. We believe. Turn It Again, and then Death of a Martian. Now, I think where A-side was better at the ends, I think B-side is better uh, in the middle. middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like a lot of the songs at at the middle. I I, I was surprised Desecration Smile became a single. Uh, That is not one of my favorite songs in the album. That's all I'll say. Um, It has lots of of loud, uh, interchanging instrumentals. They mm-hmm. go really well together. They do go well together. Um, it, it, I think it's it's a little too much at sometimes uh, throughout the song, especially with the vocalists uh, on top of it. Yeah, and I I was thinking it's funny because I was actually thought the same thing because when I listened to it earlier today, I kind of bounced around in tracks, and um, I thought the exact same thing. It felt very loud, but not in the sense of like a uh, like a Motown loud. It was just, it was more of a sense of shit everywhere. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and while I know that's some people's cup of tea, it just, it personally isn't mine. I like when stuff works really well together. Yeah. As in just relying on being huge and loud. And loud, yeah. Um, but I, I will give you a taste. I will give you guys a taste uh, of uh, a, a Red Hot Chili Peppers song here. Uh, it's gonna, I'm gonna play if for you guys. This song, this is my favorite song in the album, uh, in the whole thing, including A side. This is it. Uh, Snow is great. Uh, Tell me, baby's great. Hayes great. Stadium Arcadium is great. Danley California. They went so out of left field. This this song, I could never have expected from a Red Hot Chili Peppers. This I I just didn't see it coming. There's not another song like it uh, on this album. It's so mm-hmm. unique. Um, so I'm going to play it really quick for you guys so you guys can listen and hopefully this works.
pretty solid song and it's funny because I I just now thought of this but that song not in terms of lyrical content but in terms of sound is very it reminds me of Dust in the Wind by Kansas oh I was gonna go the other way with it in that lyrically it made me think of Led Zeppelin and like going to California yeah it's it it it's I, I don't know how you combine dust in the wind and going to California and come I don't up with know, something but, that great. But that's yeah, it definitely gives off those those feelings and you know, this one's a little more electric than yeah Dust in the Wind was, yeah. but, but in terms of there being no drums, that very yeah. smooth so, it almost sounded so, like finger picking. Yeah. Sound and you know, with a calm voice like that. It just it's it, very relaxing. It's uh yeah. Down down in a way, my favorite song on this album. I don't know how I don't know how you come up with something like that. I mean, you, you you've got your punk rock stuff, but they could do anything. That mm-hmm. that was that made me believe that the Red Hot Chili Peppers, that band, could make whatever song they wanted and it could it could come out. It's that it's that very awesome versatility factor. Yeah. And it it, it, it you know, maybe in some ways, this is, this for me to like this song is stupid because, you know, Desecration Smile kind of goes the other direction. Desecration Smile is so much that maybe, maybe that's, maybe I should be liking that just as much as I'm liking something that's not that much. Maybe the De- Desecration Smile, maybe if I listen to it more, maybe I find elements from, from different things, just like in If. That made me appreciate the song. You know, this this if is so much in one direction, but so is Desecration Smile. It's just in the other direction. Yeah, they're just, they're opposites. Yeah. I think, in my opinion. Obviously, but, personally, I'm, uh, this is the direction I'm swinging. Uh, yeah. Just, just incredible. Yeah, incredible trick. That, that is not who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are. No. They stole the identity of some other, of some other 100%. bands. 100%. If you've ever... I've never seen the Chili Peppers live. I saw them when they were playing for the Super Bowl live on TV. Yeah. That is, that song is such a tone shift for them because <laughs> yes. they are. Yes, so much. They're the kind of people that you expect to come walk out on the stage naked. Yeah. But that's, ass naked and just thing. screw they're, around like that. You gotta. That's the image that should be in your head. And for them to play something so smooth and like soft like this. It's just it's, and it's to make jarring. it sound so good. It's it was so it's it was such a jarring song. So, how it, it's such a gentle song can be so jarring. Yeah, it's uh, incredible. Uh, Kiedis, Anthony Kiedis, right? Mm-hmm. Lead vocalist. That's who that was, Anthony Kiedis. Um, again, you know, I, I I wouldn't say the greatest lead vocalist ever, but he just sang that the thing you just heard. 
uh, great, great lead vocalist. Um, Flea is the name <laughs> of the lead guitarist. That's the bug thing that we mentioned earlier. Uh, his that that the name is Flea. F L E A. Flea. That is the name. So, so there you go. Yep. Um, uh, Chad Smith, the most basic American name I could ever think of. Uh, percussionist. Sorry, Chad Smith. You were great. Very, but very good percussionist. Looks like almost to me exactly like Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen him, but yeah. I didn't even think about that. There was a comedy bit. I think it was on like Jimmy Fallon's show or something like that, where it was Will Smith and um, Chad Davis, and I just like wow. Oh my god. They they just look so much like each other. It's weird. Um, but didn't have a play in that song. But again. Uh, Great percussionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then John Frusante. Oh, yeah, John Frusante. Very good guitarist. Um, pretty cool that he did the keyboard and synth stuff, too. Um, he was their main man. Uh, a lot of the uh, Flea, uh, Kiedis, Smith, they had their niches, and they performed, excelled well with him. Um, John just, uh, he played guitar. He was backup vocals, I think. Uh, yeah. He played, he, 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 he had a part in that song. And then keyboard and synth as well. Um, and um, you know he's not their original guitarist. I think no. Had... He uh, he. What was his name? They had somebody for their first album. Yes. And then they left. I think he actually died. Oh, I, I'm I don't sure know about he, that. I think he passed away because there's a song. It's one of their well-known songs. It's like Scar Tissue or something like that, or Under the Bridge. I think it's Under the Bridge talks about Anthony Kiedis dealing with his death. Okay. Because this was very early Chili Peppers. This yes, was like, yes. This was very early. It was like 88, I think. When they got founded. Like this, Pretty this much. Was, yeah. Like right when they got founded. Uh, that's what that was. Um, but yes, I don't. I couldn't tell you his name. But he's um, he's on their earlier albums, and he, he's a really good guitar player too. But John Versante is a very awesome guitarist. Yeah. Um, and same with Flea. Flea. Flea, yeah. Um, like I mentioned earlier, um, their cover of Higher Ground. Higher Ground, yeah. Just insane to me. Um, he's really good bass player. He really knows how to sl- how to combine that really funk element with that like the funky slaps and plucks with that rock element that this band is so well known for. Uh, yeah. Um, again, I'll say it for you one more time. Stadium Arcadium, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I'm basically selling out for these people at this point. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. But, seriously, uh, give them a listen. Yeah. Punk rock sort of stuff. If you like what you just heard, go and have a listen. That's not really what they are, but... But it's... They have a few diamonds like that throughout their... Th- th- yes, yes. Um, it's not, and that it's not the sort of deal where I was just talking about with the pop artist thing. It's not one diamond. It's it's, it's multiple. Many. It's yeah, many. it's um, it's it's not like Boston where they're going to give you eight tracks uh, and they're all going to be great. Um, there will be there will be a dud or two. You'll be listening to it and like uh, I don't know really what I'm listening to right now. Um, but they have diamonds. If mm-hmm. um, tell me, baby, twenty first century. Wet Sand, we didn't mention that one. That's a good one, especially was, in Michigan. I yeah. didn't mention that either. That's a good one, too. Um, hey, like we said, Slow Cheetah, uh, I like that song. Not everybody's cup of tea. Um, it, obviously, Stadium Arcadium, that's a great song. Uh, Danny California, great. Um, mm-hmm. Snow, you don't you, you, you think you don't know that. You do. I you swear do you, do. you do. I swear. Go to Apple Music right now and look up just, just Snow. You know that song. You know it. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great song. That's who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are. Uh, great, great band. Um, yeah. But in summary, uh, Don't Look Back by Boston, uh, uh, Moving Pictures by Rush, and Stadium Arcadium by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'd say that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. And if you haven't look, listened to any of these guys, go listen to them. Please, You're, please. You're missing out. I swear. In terms of time period and just... Yeah. Over overall, just the music you gotta listen to them. It's something you gotta, especially like Rush in Boston. You know, yes. I should say all of them. They're just they're all unique in their own ways, mm-hmm. and 
me, I'm more of a progressive rock guy. And, you know, Rush kicks ass. And it's just, it's... All these... All these artists on here are very well known. Maybe... Maybe Boston, not so much. But... I think it's important that you don't... Get yourself caught in the popularity. Yes. That you go... What I like to do is I like to look at an artist and go... I'm kind of crazy for this, but I listen to their debut album up until their latest. Yeah, that you are crazy. Sometimes in one sitting, sometimes I just do it over a period of time, but I think it's, you know, you should just listen to the whole album. Appreciate the whole album. Yeah. It, it, it's like getting to know a person. You don't, yeah. You don't, you don't, you, you, to get to know a person, you you got to actually get to know them. You don't walk up to him and say, oh, he wears a hat. Like, that's how, you know, I know him now because he, I know he wears a hat. No. That's like listening to the title track and just yeah screwing off the rest of the album. So, don't, okay, you don't have to be, you don't have to sink an insane amount of time into this and do what Cole does and listen from their debut to their, to their most recent. But, mm -hmm. but if you could, if you could do that, that, I, I think doing that, it, it's, it's an incredible it's an incredible feeling to get to know a band like that. And you can't do that with artists uh, nowadays. You can't... The, the, there's there's no identity shift. There's no... Well, sometimes there's an identity shift. Um, but but the stuff they make, um, it doesn't doesn't reach out. <coughs> nearly it doesn't as, grab the soul. Nearly as much. Nearly as, as much. As, as these, these, these... Especially first two. Uh, but Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. These, these three... Uh, artists um i i i i can't say enough that don't just we we gave you we gave you some songs to listen to listen to their others as well mm -hmm. you know there's some stuff there's some songs we didn't mention in the red hot chili peppers um we did t go through them all for rush and boston but we didn't talk uh, in depth about them all but go listen to them yeah. um we didn't it's... talk we didn't talk about vital signs you know just just go listen to it's these way songs. better to listen to them than listen to us explain them yeah, yeah. You don't you don't get as much out of them if you just look. I mean, obviously, listen to us to explain them, but you know, we could just sit here and tell you why they're awesome. But, but music is a form where different people appreciate different things about it, and I think it's important that you go listen to it because you may not necessarily grow. You know, like oh, I don't really like if I like you know desecration smile. That's that's great. It reaches different people. It reaches, yeah, exactly. You know, you don't agree with me, but but th that's not they 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 didn't make one song. So, again, go listen to it. it you will have a great time. Mm -hmm. Th that's the point. You will have a great time listening to these to these bands. We this is why we picked these three. They're they're incredible, and these they, we think they can move people and get people interested at least. Hundred percent. Funk rock era, classic rock, prog rock, whatever. More people interested in that would be awesome for me because then I could have more people to talk to about it. That'd be great. Because <laughs> uh, it's kind of past people nowadays. Um, yeah. But that was really fun. Uh, definitely going to be doing this uh, segment, Classic Rock Talk, at least once a week, probably. Probably just once a week. I uh, don't want to get oversaturated. Mm -hmm. Um that was fun. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was good. I always jump at the opportunity to talk about rock. So, <laughs> so yeah, no brainer. But so we'll have you again. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Cole will be, be back. Again. We'll be back. You'll probably hear a classic rock talk sometime next week. Don't know when, uh, but look forward to it. Uh, one more time for everybody. Uh, Don't look back by Boston. Moving pictures by Rush. And Stadium Arcadium by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Go to Spotify, you know, Apple Music, whatever. Whatever you use to get your music. Listen to them. Just take a listen. Just a couple songs, even if that's all if that's all the time you got. Go do that. I know you got time because you just sat here for an hour listening to me and him talk. So I know you mm -hmm. got time. You, you <laughs> have time. You got time to listen to these songs. Um, but thank you, everybody, so much for listening. This has been episode one of the C-String Podcast. Thank you so much, Cole, for joining me. Thank you for having me. And I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.